Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. There's no celebration uh-huh. for the women that work the hardest. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and Stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. My guest today is Carrington Smith. Thanks for coming and talking to me today, Carrington. We are going to talk about her life and a book she's written. And I'm not going to say anything about it, but I'm going to let you, Carrington, introduce yourself and tell us about you. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, Solo moms are a particular passion of mine, having been divorced now, well, I guess for 11 years. I have two boys who are now 16 and 18. Okay. So I've walked through their ch- much of their childhood as a single mom. Mm-hmm. So my book is called Blooming, and the subtitle is Finding Gifts in the Shit of Life. Wow. And the way I came up with that subtitle was I had this epiphany as I was going through a lot of the different trauma in my life that the gifts that I had been given were because of the traumas I had experienced. And it just really came to realize that what we would consider the shit in our life, the horrible experiences, were actually truly fertilizer. And that's what we needed to grow and bloom into our greatness. Oh, that that sounds very interesting, very insightful too. But before we get to that, how did you become a solo mom? You said you were divorced, but tell us about that. And what has been your biggest challenge? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Yes. 
So I got divorced uh, when the kids were pretty young, like around four and six years old. Mm. And, you know, one of the first challenges, and I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to this, is having to play dad when dad isn't there. We shared custody, but the times when they're like, you know, mom put together this Lego toy (laughs) and do it really fast. They're really impatient and I'm not mechanically inclined. And so, you know, you watch their frustration because I just am not up to snuff compared to dad. Uh Um, And so, you know, you're trying so hard to make your kids happy, but you see this just disappointment on their faces. Uh And that's just so incredibly hard as a single mom. Yes, it is. And we we sometimes, I guess, because of all the stuff going up in our heads, we think that we're mom and dad, we can handle this, but really and truly we can't, right? No, we can't. I mean, one of the things I'm passionate about and really care about is the fact that there's so many single moms about there who have absolutely no support in their lives. Uh In fact, when I think about Mother's Day, I get kind of angry because the people who work the hardest, the single moms, particularly the ones who don't have family support, their kids don't, I mean, particularly if they're young, they don't do anything for them on Mother's Day. So there's no celebration, (laughs) right? There's no celebration Uh for the women that work the hardest. Yes. And in some ways, those holidays are particularly cruel because you see the mom who's married having a spa day. And we're just like, okay, another day where I'm playing both roles and it's not a day off. So yeah, um, I have a real heart for single moms and often I'm thinking of, I mean, I still am one myself, but I, I realize that I'm economically advantaged. And so I have some ways to purchase support and there are plenty of moms out there who cannot. Right. And so my heart really goes out to them. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you. That is that is so true. And, um, you know, I appreciate you being so candid with us today. I want you now to talk about your book because it seems very interesting. What? Tell me what the, I don't like to say the word on the air, sure. but tell me what sure. the SHIT was that launched yeah. you into this book. Well, the initial trauma in my life, well, there were many, but the one that was really pivotal in me writing this book Mm -hmm. was when I was in college, I was raped Mm. and I was told by everyone around me, uh, not to talk about it because I, first of all, would get kicked out of my sorority house. Mm. Uh, there was a girl that the year before had been gang raped and she spoke up about it and she was kicked out of the sorority and labeled a slut. Oh, man. So I kept it a secret. And when I went home finally for Thanksgiving break and I told my mother, wow, was I surprised by her response. She said, we are so disappointed in you. We had hoped that you would remain a virgin. And she got angry and 
and was like, you should never speak of this again. And you must never tell your father. Wow. So I got no support from my mother. And in fact, she at the time was the executive director of the crisis pregnancy center in our community. Wow. So it just really, I mean, I buried it, that secret. Uh And so for six years, I didn't talk about it. And what happens when you don't talk about a trauma is that you're not dealing with it. Uh And it just takes over your life, even though you're saying, I'm not, I'm not going to think about it. It doesn't own me. And the reality is that it did. I learned later that it's really common for people who are raped to, to act it out again in ways by becoming promiscuous because they've received this message that they're only worth worthy of being sexualized. Uh And I became the messenger for that message. I mean, I became promiscuous and, uh, and I never could have a normal relationship. I had no, I would go on one or two dates. I had no boyfriends through college or when I got to law school. And then in law school, I met a guy who we were friends first and I would say we became sort of friends with benefits, but there was that emotional component to it. Uh And the secret came to the surface. I went home one day and I sat down at my computer and I wrote the story of my rape. And that was the first time I'd ever told the story And for whatever reason, it came out in the form of me writing it. And that's kind of how this whole thing got started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks for sharing that. And and it's it's really too bad your mom didn't take your side in this this crime against you. And it happens quite a bit. I understand. And the other thing is to know that when we have trauma, it's like having a monster. And when we don't deal with it, push it on. Berdelin, she's a previous guest, would say, she was pushing the monsters under the bed. She was sticking them under the yes. bed. Each time something went wrong, some trauma happened, she just stuffed it down. But eventually, yep. eventually there's going to be, there are going to be too many monsters under the bed. No room, no more room. Yes. And we blow a gasket, literally. Yes. So, you know, I'm happy that you, your way of doing it was writing a book uh, as opposed, you know, I know you probably went through some heartache because of your, your response to what happened to you. But I'm glad you also shared your story because I'm sure that was cathartic as well. Well, one of the things I think that's unique about my book is I take the reader on a journey of how I recovered from that trauma. Mm -hmm. So the first part of that was writing my story and sharing it with the guy that I was having my situation with. (laughs) And I got a positive response from him. He was the first person that showed me compassion. Mm. And so that helped me to seek out therapy and start kind of going through the process of healing. Mm-hmm. But I still was so intent on this thing not owning me. And it wasn't until I came to the realization through therapy and other self-help books and whatnot that what was really pivotal about any of these traumatic events is the story that we tell ourselves about them. Yes. And by changing the story that I was telling myself from being a victim to being someone who was victimized and indeed was a survivor, Uh I changed from a place of weakness to a place of power. Yes. And once I claimed my shit and owned it, it turned into a superpower for me. So I walked the reader through the journey of how I got there and how that plays out the rest of my life Uh in many ways. 
And I'm a huge believer in how we view our lives, the story we tell ourselves, uh, that internal dialogue will absolutely determine the outcome of events. Yes, yes, for sure. Wow. Uh, my heart goes out to you and I appreciate you coming and sharing your story. And We'll take, you know, note of the book so that, you know, we could put a link in the show notes. So maybe we'll help someone. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so what is Carrington grateful for today? Today, I'm particularly grateful for my kids. Mm. I'm sure other single moms can relate to this. <laughs> yes. There's that period of time where when they're older, they go into their rooms and they don't come out, at least for <laughs> boys. <laughs> they start ignoring you. Yes. Yep. And yeah, they finally started to come out of their rooms again. Mm. And I'm really, really enjoying the time that I'm getting to spend with them right now. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I have three sons, so... <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, that's for sure. All right, and do you practice self-care and what does that look like for you? Oh, yes. Um, I was just talking to my assistant about this with the launch of the book. I said, in order to get through, which is such an exciting experience, but also a stressful one, I said, we have to be protective of my exercise time Mm. because that is what helps me release any stress that I have. And I'm like, if you know, we've got to work that into my schedule every day or it won't be a pretty situation. Right, right. Yeah. Self-care first, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, anything else? You're, you're right now marketing your book? Yes. Okay. So what one piece of advice do you have for a solo mom right now? Anything? I think the biggest piece of advice I would give to solo moms right now who, you know, we're all collectively going through this pandemic together and mm-hmm. dealing with all the different things that come up is that with adversity comes opportunity. Mm. And that may be hard to digest sometimes, but I like to say mindset is a muscle. Yes. And if every time an adverse situation comes up, if you can stop yourself and say, okay, this really sucks right now. Mm-hmm. It really sucks. But I know there's some good that's going to come out of this. Yes. And start looking for it. Literally have your mind looking for it. You come out of these hardships faster. You come up with creative solutions. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's all about how you approach it. Your perspective. So with adversity comes opportunity. Yes. Yes. Your perspective. And for those who believe God says he won't give us more than we can bear. Absolutely. And that having that spiritual connection, Uh I mean, just knowing, uh, talking to God, that really helps. Yes, for sure. All right. I appreciate you, Carrington, coming and talking on Solomon's Talk today. I'd like to stay connected with you and maybe you could talk to our audience another time. I would love that. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Sure. Thanks. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. 
I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemary.com or by calling plus one or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.